Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Raiders improved to 9-7 on the season with a 23-20 victory over the Colts and now have a win in their end-type scenario against the Chargers at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. We'll recap the game. We'll take a look at some of the numbers. We'll hand out game balls, and your calls and texts will close out the show. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Monday, January 3rd, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. And won. And welcome into today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making it your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And Raider Nation, here we are on this Monday talking about another victory that is three in a row. If you're counting for the Raiders, they are now 9-7 and seven on the season. And more importantly, they have put themselves in positions to be in the playoffs. Three-fourths of the job is done. Right? They, they won three games that they had to win. Now they got to finish it off and win the fourth one against the Chargers. Of course, we'll be talking about that all week long here on the show. But before we do that, we've got to talk about the victory on Sunday over the Colts 23-20. Here in this segment, what we'll do is kind of take a look at the game and look at some of the numbers. We'll also talk about keys to victory, what they did, what they didn't do, and just how they went about getting the victory. But just kind of looking at the numbers for the Raiders, Derek Carr, 24 for 31, 255 yards and a touchdown, two interceptions. The first interception, I really didn't have a problem with. I kind of looked at it as like a glorified punt. Uh, he tried to take a shot to Deshaun Jackson, and threw, it was a little underthrown, and the defender just made a really good play. And that's what the Colts do. They create turnovers. That's why one of my keys to victory was make sure you protect the ball. You've got to protect the ball. And, well, Derek Carr didn't. He threw the first interception, like I said, I didn't have a problem with. The second one I didn't like. It was just a bad pass. It really was uh, a poor decision as well. Uh, Darius Leonard made a heck of a play because he's a hell of a player, but uh, it was just a poor decision in general by Derek Carr. Now, he did lead his 29th career game-winning drive. <laughs> he did do that. I mean, he just keeps stacking those and stacking those and stacking those. And it's something about Derek Carr in the last two minutes or the last drive, you give him an opportunity, he's going to win you more games than he's not. And I'll tell you, when the Raiders got the ball back with two minutes left and it was tied 20, uh, I said, okay, they just got two minutes to go win the game. And I felt very confident that they were going to do it. I mean, there was really no part of me that didn't think that they were going to get that done. And I know it's easy to say after the game, but I promise you, with uh, two minutes left and Derek Carr had the ball, I felt very confident that they were going to go win that game, at least set themselves up for a game-winning field goal, which is what they did. So Derek Carr, I mean, didn't have a fantastic game, but he came through clutch when it mattered on that final drive of the game to help the Raiders win. Uh, let's look at Josh Jacobs. How about 16 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown? It's not a monster day as far as rushing goes and not a monster day for Jacobs but that dude was out there hurting man his ribs were all banged up he was after almost every play you could see it on his face the look on his face uh he tried to stay in then he had to go out then he'd come back in then he'd go out I mean he just he battled all day long with that rib injury and uh, he still gave the Raiders a, a decent run game it wasn't a great run game but still gave a threat of a run game so the the Colts had to at least honor that and that opens up the play action pass that opens up everything else all the rest of the offense if there's somewhat of a running game going so uh Josh Jacobs, you got to give him a lot of credit for going out there battling, even though he was uh, dealing with so many injuries. Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro, those two guys came up clutch. Zay Jones has just been getting better and better and better. It seems like he's really starting to cook and, and really starting to come along with that chemistry that we talk about with Derek Carr. Looks like he's really starting to come along. He had eight catches for 120 yards and Hunter Renfro, seven catches, 76 yards and a touchdown. Looked like he had a second touchdown at first on that final drive, but it, it was ruled down by contact, which actually that was a good thing for the Raiders because they were able to run off some more clock 
clock and then let Daniel Carlson go out there and kick the game-winning field goal. So uh, that was one time that I'm sure that uh, a, touch, a touchdown being called back was okay because there were still 40 seconds left in the game. And I remember when they scored, and I thought at first he had scored that touchdown, I thought, well, there's still 40 seconds. You never know. Something could happen in 40 seconds. But uh, with him being called down, uh, that gave them opportunity, the Raiders an opportunity to run out some more clock and run out all the clock. So I thought that that was just fine. I had no problem with that. Uh, on the defensive side of things, Divine Diablo, he had nine tackles. He's been getting more and more burn each and every week. You can see him just getting more confident out there. So that's good to see. And then Denzel Perryman, who battled with COVID, battled with the ankle injury, had seven tackles as well. And after the game, he let it be known that COVID was a real deal thing. Here's him talking about how it felt throughout the week. Check it out. Um, well, first two days I was shaking. You know, this COVID thing, real. Um, I was shaking for like the first two days, two and a half days. And after that, it was just more coughing. But I'm good now. Did you feel like all week you were going to be able to be out here to play? Or Honestly, I, I didn't think I was going to play. Oh, but, really? you know, the new rules and you know, after five days, you're no longer considered contagious, which I find that questionable, but whatever. I'm out here, so that's all that matters. So there's Denzel Perriman talking about how COVID felt. That it's the situation that he had, uh, the shaking and coughing. And, uh, and then you heard Vinny ask him a, a follow-up question about if he felt confident that he was going to get out there and play. And you heard him. He said he didn't think he was playing. He thought he was going to be out because uh, he, he just wasn't going to be able to make it back. But the new rules allowed him to be back. And you heard him right there even question the new rules. But uh, at the end of the day, he said <laughs> all that matters is that he was out there playing. But his week was tough. His week was tough. He didn't get to practice at all. So here's Denzel Perriman on what he did throughout the week trying to get ready for this game. Uh, it was more of a mental week for me. Uh, I mean, not just for me. Anybody who else didn't, you know, practice this week. Uh, it was just more of a mental week. As far as cardio and endurance, it was tough for me today. I mean, I came out a couple times, you know, because I really couldn't breathe. But, um, I mean, you just got to adjust. You just got to adjust, man. And uh, that I feel like that was... My biggest thing was just like it was more of a mental a mental week for me, mental preparation. So there's Denzel Perriman just talking about what he did throughout the course of the week to prepare for the game on Sunday. Uh, just a mental week for him. Uh, now, I got a couple sound bites I wanted to play from head coach Rich Basaccia as well. One was just his opening statement, just talking about the, the victory in itself and how the Raiders went about getting that victory. I'll just start off by, by saying um, how excited we are and, and uh, proud we are of, of our football team and, and the way in which they competed out there today. Um, regardless of uh, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows during the game, um, I think you can see the energy from all the players, whether it's on the offensive side or defensive side, and, and um, just pulling for their, for their brothers in there and, and um, never, never took a step back the entire game. The other thing I'd like to say is we played a heck of a football team um, in the Colts today, extremely well-coached, um, fast, physical, um, disciplined football team that, that uh, played to the bitter end, and, and um, we ended up being on the right side of it. But we, we were prepared to play a, a team um, that played like that in the game uh, going in. So that was the opening statement right there from head coach Rich Basaccia. Uh, also wanted to play one more soundbite from him, and this was just about the fourth and two decision to go for it when they were down in the red zone. I thought that he was going to settle for a field goal. Instead, he decided to roll the dice and go for it on fourth and two. It resulted in a touchdown. I thought it was a fantastic play. A big-time uh, decision right there from Rich Basaccia, who normally has been very, very conservative and not willing to roll the dice on fourth down and, and go for it very often. But, hey, you know what? you got to win these games to give yourself a chance to make the playoffs. That's exactly what he did. I totally respected his his call going for it. He went for it, and they got a touchdown. But here's Rich Basaccia talking about the call and if it was a difficult one to make. We, we came into the game with, with um, a little bit of a mentality of if we got ourselves in fourth and two, fourth and one situations, we, we thought we had a good enough package um, where we could do some of those things. And, and I thought you saw Derek create today. You know, I thought he had two or three 
you know, two for sure, top of my head, and I know I think three plays where he created and, and made big plays. So when he has the ability to step up like that and move himself around a little bit and, and uh, put himself in position to create, whether it's third down, fourth down, whatever, um, you know, he did a good job with that. And I thought against a, a formidable front, our, our offensive line bowed up today and, and did a heck of a job and, and um, protecting him for the majority part of the day. So you heard Rich Basaccia right there, very confident about going for it on fourth down. They had some uh, plays. They went into the game feeling like that they had some plays that they could run. Uh, so that's good to know that that's at least what's in their minds. Like, hey, this is what we're going to do in this situation. So they're working through every scenario, which is something I could appreciate. You also heard him talk about Derek Carr, talk about the offensive line, uh, being able to hold up pretty well throughout the course of the day. And they did. I think they gave up a couple sacks, but it uh, wasn't too bad. you know. And so we'll actually go over some of the keys to victory that I had from uh, Friday's show, and we'll see what the Raiders did before we hand out game balls. Game balls we'll hand out in segment number two, but real quick, we'll go over some of the keys to victory that I had. Uh, do not turn the ball over. Well, they failed there. <laughs> they turned the ball over twice, but they still found a way to win the game, which is incredible. You know, usually against teams that are really good, playoff caliber teams, you turn, you lose a turnover battle, you're going to lose the game, and this is two weeks in a row where they've lost the turnover battle and still found ways to win the game. It's not a good habit to have, but it's if you're finding ways to win, that's all that really matters, but it's something that you don't want to do very often. Uh, another one of my keys was establish a rhythm on offense, have some long sustained drives, don't get too greedy. Well, the first drive, 12 plays and took over 7 minutes, resulting in touchdown. Matter of fact, the Raiders had 31 minutes of possession uh, in the game, so that's not too bad. Now, I will say, when they got greedy, or when they attempted to get greedy, Derek Carr took a shot to Deshaun Jackson, and it got intercepted. And again, I was okay with that one. I didn't like his second interception, but the first one, I was okay with. And then keep Carr clean, and he was sacked twice, so uh, that's not too bad. Uh, they somewhat followed the, followed the formula, right? And then defense, dedicate yourself to slowing down the run well Taylor still went over 100 yards but it wasn't he didn't wreck the game you know that was the key it was like he, he wasn't the game wrecker that he can be you know he did score a touchdown but I mean he earned everything that he got he had a couple plays that were somewhat you know nice runs but it wasn't that it, it was 100 yards but it wasn't a real effective like I like Josh Jacobs 63 yards more than I like Taylor's 100 yards, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I just feel like Jacob's 63 yards rushing was more effective than what you saw from Jonathan Taylor. Uh, don't give up big plays, especially to Michael Pittman. And really, the only big play that was given up was that stupid tip drill touchdown that Hayward and Merrick, they just had a terrible communication, and, and they knocked each other down, and then all of a sudden, uh, the ball popped up and T.Y. Hilton got that touchdown. Uh, one of those guys has got to make the play. The Raiders have a real issue when it comes to creating turnovers. They're just not good at picking off the ball and taking it the other way. They're just not. I mean, Merrick has had multiple opportunities this season to come up with interceptions. Casey Hayward has had multiple opportunities to come up with interceptions. They just don't do it. And then this time, they completely blow it, and T.Y. Hilton results in a touchdown. That was really the only big play. Again, there was a couple bigger runs, but nothing nothing major. So uh, they did a good job not giving up the big play. And then create a turnover, too. Give your uh, offense a couple extra possessions, well, we know that that didn't happen. <laughs> it just didn't happen for every reason that I just mentioned. Special teams-wise, A.J. Cole pinned the Colts deep. If uh, if he's called upon, he only punted twice on the day. Average 52 yards. One was a touchback, and then one was down inside the 20. So he did his job. And, of course, Daniel Carlson. Clutch. Money. Hit your kicks. Well, he went three for three, including the game winner, and the longest one was 47 yards. So Daniel Carlson, once again, did his job. So for the most part, Raiders pretty much did what they needed to do, what I thought that they needed to do to win the game outside of don't turn the ball over and create a couple turnovers. <laughs> they turned the ball over and they didn't create any turnovers, but they still found a way to win the game. So coming up in segment number two, who stood out to me? Who deserves a game ball? Offense, defense, special teams, coaches. Well, you'll find all that out after I talk to you about Built Bar. And I've been telling you about Built Bars for a very long time, but you 
know that it's a new year. So with New Year's comes New Year's resolutions. And a lot of folks say, hey, I want to go to the gym. I want to start eating better. Well, whatever you decide to do, especially if it's going to be health-related, make sure that Built Bar is part of the program. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And I'll tell you what, it actually tastes better than a candy bar. A lot of great flavors to choose from. Uh, but the key is it's healthy. You know, I mean, a lot of protein bars, they taste chalky, waxy, tastes like a cardboard box, which I don't have never ate a can- cardboard box. So I couldn't really tell you what it tastes like, but I can imagine it doesn't taste good. But I know the Built Bar does. <laughs> so you can go ahead and get that uh, Built Bar with that great flavor, and you'll enjoy it. You know, most Built Bars have about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Uh, and if you look at a candy bar, it's usually around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So it's a lot healthier, and like I said, it tastes really good. So go to the website right now. Check them out today, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll save 15% off your order when you go to check out Built.com. Use that promo code LOCK15. Plenty of great flavors to choose from. Whatever one you like the most, or maybe you like a bunch of them, you can go get them and make it happen right now at Built.com. Again, promo code LOCK15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to hand out some game balls to those deserving. And I'll tell you, there's a couple guys that I'm going to highlight, no doubt about it. There's going to be some guys that I'm going to put to the side and say, hey, they deserve you know a little bit extra love. But I'll tell you what, man, when I thought about this and thought about handing out game balls, I really thought about the whole team. And what I mean by that is the fact that I kind of sat back and just thought about this whole season, how this thing started, where it's at now, the ups and downs that they've gone through, and just the fact that they're in position, that they're in position now to go and win one more game and get into the playoffs, which was the goal at the beginning of the season when Mike Mayock said, hey, this is a playoff team. He said that during training camp. I just, I, I just really have to give the whole team in general a lot of credit. Again, they're on a three-game winning streak that I didn't think was going to happen. I really didn't. I remember uh, weeks ago, right before they went to Kansas City and played the Chiefs, that, hey, that was the game that they had to win. And if they didn't win that one, then the season was pretty much going to be a done deal. Well, lo and behold, here they go. They decided that they're just going to rip off uh, three wins in a row and put themselves in position. And so you've got to give this team that has gone through as much as they have the ups and downs of this season. I mean, it started out great, right? 3-0. and on three-game winning streak. Then they went to L.A., and they lost that game. And then, you know, all the wheels started falling off with the John Gruden situation. Of course, the Henry Ruggs situation happened. And now, boom, here they are. Oh, then Damon Arnett gets released. I almost forget about him just because he was such a non-factor as far as I'm concerned. But then he gets released because he's acting like a, a clown on Twitter or on Instagram, whatever it was. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, it's just so many things have gone on with this team. And they've been looking like they were done deal, and they looked like there was no focus at a certain part of the season. And then all of a sudden – now they find ways to win games. And if they're ugly wins, so what? They're still wins. You know, go back to that Cleveland win. You know, people were upset because it was an ugly win or the way that they were able to pull it out and finally win. Who cares? You know, now they put themselves in that position. So uh, you just got to give that coaching staff, Rich Basaccia, and I've said it many times, and I still don't believe that he's a long-term answer uh, at the head coach position. But I'll tell you what, he's done a hell of a job with what he's been given this season. I mean, nobody could ever imagine walking into a situation that he had to walk into this season. That's exactly what he's – I mean, he's just taken the reins, and he's done the best he could with it. Has everything been pretty? Hell no. But they're still in a position now to get into the playoffs, which, again, I mean, I'm going to keep saying that because it almost feels unreal. It really almost feels like this has to be – 
you know, uh, like a dream, <laughs> you know, and, and look, the job's not done. I mentioned it at the top of the show, the job's not done. They still got to win this game against the Chargers, but man, just to even be in this position is incredible. I mean, this is their first winning season they've had since 2016, which is the last time they made it to the playoffs. And there's so many things to talk about and so many different storylines that we'll be able to talk about throughout the course of the week leading up to this game against the Chargers. Again, Sunday night football as it's been flexed to prime time. It is the final game of the 2021 regular season. Think about that. Just think about that for a, a second. The Raiders and Chargers, prime time to close out the regular season for all the marbles in Las Vegas. It doesn't get any better than that. It really doesn't. It's going to be such a fun week to talk about this game and talk about the expectations. And uh, I know Raider Nation is going to get fired up. I see people already hitting me up talking about uh, they're headed to Vegas and, hey, man, I'm going to get tickets and I'm looking for some tickets and we're going to be there. And, oh, man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, the anticipation level for this game is going to be incredible. But for the Raiders to be in the position that they're in right now uh, with everything that they've gone through is just unbelievable this has been a very taxing season it's been a very taxing season on me so I can imagine if it's taxing on me and I'm all I'm doing is talking about it these guys are living it they're going through it so just think how much mental strain has been on them all year long and you know we talk about it all the time and you know the the team everybody's got to move on and they've got to just you know they're professionals and all this good yeah we I get all that but, man, is it is a lot easier to say it than it is to actually go out there and do it. And for those guys to have the strength to be able to to go through all the ups and downs. And then, look, by the way, they're on a three-game winning streak, and they, ha- they don't have Darren Waller. Last time he played, it was against the Cowboys. That was Thanksgiving. They're doing all this without their best player, arguably their best player. And I would say that he is their best weapon on offense. They don't have him. But the guys they do have, they have stepped up. And they've been playing like a team that knows what they want. And that's the shot at the playoffs. And now... They have that shot. But there are a couple individuals that stood out to me from Sunday's game that I do want to hand out real deal game balls to. Um, again, love the the effort from the team to get them and put them in this position. But a couple guys stood out in a major way. The first one is Zay Jones. Eight catches, 120 yards. That's the first time he's gone over 100 yards of receiving in his career. In his career. So Zay Jones is all of a sudden stepping up. And he's been really stepping up the last few games. The last, I would say, like four or five games. You've seen him get better and better and uh, be more active and involved in the offense. And, of course, with the, the absence of Darren Waller, everyone's got to be more involved. But for Zay Jones to have eight catches and 120 yards, now you're starting to see that chemistry that he has with Derek Carr and that understanding and what they're supposed to be doing. And Derek Carr has such a trust in Zay Jones that he doesn't mind throwing in the ball early and often. Again, eight catches on 10 targets. Uh, Not bad for Zay Jones. So shout out to him. He gets a game ball. Uh, And then Hunter Renfro. I don't think there's enough time in this segment to talk about Hunter Renfro. (laughs) I mean, really, just everything that he's been able to do all season long, being the guy that he is, I mean, 99 catches over 1,000 yards. This dude has been Mr. Reliable. Uh, Anytime there's a big-time play, the ball's going his way. I mean, the ball's going his way all all the time. I mean, it really is. And it's not just because the Raiders don't have any weapons because they do have weapons. It's just because he's so stinking good. And the plays he's making, especially after the catch, it's not just the fact that he catches the ball. It's what he does with it after he catches it. He'll make a a move or two or three, and then all of a sudden pick up 8, 10, 15 yards. I mean, he just, it's it's fun to watch. It's almost like like he's he's being controlled with a joystick or something. You know what I mean? Just the different moves that he makes. Even the different moves he makes just to get open. 
when he has a really good defensive back on him and all of a sudden he puts a move on him. I mean, he's doing some really good things. And you know what's funny about that? Uh, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking back to training camp when the Raiders went and played the, the Rams in the preseason and they had those joint practices and he had a really good day against Jalen Ramsey and uh, everyone made a huge deal about it. Oh, man, Hunter Renfro just had a huge day against Jalen Ramsey. And I think he said something about, well, you know, I guess if I had a good day against Jalen Ramsey, then I can have a good day against anybody or something, something like that. And, well, I guess that was just a sign that he was going to have a hell of a season. I didn't even think about it until I literally started talking about it right now. But, uh, yeah, what a season he's had. And, of course, seven catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. And, of course, he set the Raiders up for that game-winning field goal by Carlson. Not to mention he had a big punt return as well. Remember, 41-yard punt return uh, he had that set the Raiders up. Uh, they ended up getting a field goal out of that drive. I remember tweeting out that uh, three points is courtesy of Hunter Renfro uh, just because of that big-time punt return he had. So, yeah, he he also did it not only, uh, you know, not only catching the ball, but also did it in special teams in the return game so he definitely gets a game ball and then Daniel Carlson he's got to get a game ball right he made the field goal he was three for three on the day as a matter of fact 47 yards was the long one uh but he uh he was three for three he's Mr. Reliable Mr. Consistent that's his fourth walk off of the season uh he's earning that money he's earning that four-year contract extension that the Raiders gave him they also gave it to AJ Cole both of those guys are really earning it but Daniel Carlson he gets another game ball for well winning another game because that's just what he does. It's Daniel Carlson doing Daniel Carlson type things. And my final game ball, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to Derek Carr. I thought about it multiple times, and yeah, I'm going to give it to Derek Carr uh, just because of that 29th career game-winning drive. I mean, he didn't have uh, a great game where he's going to go and win uh, AFC Offensive Player of the Week awards or anything like that. 24th for 31, 255 yards. That's a pretty just kind of even middle-of-the-pack type game. One touchdown, two interceptions. The two interceptions weren't good, uh, especially the one interception to Darius Leonard. Uh, the first one, I, again, I didn't have really a problem with that one. The second one is which one I had a problem with, but uh, to have the, the stones, to have that 29th career game-winning drive, uh, that was big. That's big time. I know that everyone wasn't happy when I gave out the game ball to Derek Carr when he had his 28th career game winning drive. And, you know, a lot of people question me, and that's fine. That, that's okay. Uh, you don't have to be a Derek Carr fan to respect the fact that he put the Raiders in position to win that game. He, he really did. Between him, Hunter Renfro, they set up Daniel Carlson to have the opportunity to kick that game winning field goal. So I'm going to go ahead and give Derek Carr a game ball and call it a day. <laughs> Just like that. So Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro, Daniel Carlson, and Derek Carr all get game balls. But really, like I said at the beginning of this segment, man, uh, the, the ultimate game ball goes to the team. Because the team, even in the win, it was a, a, a very team-oriented uh, win. Uh, everyone really complimented each other. Now, the game wasn't perfect. There was a lot of mistakes that the Raiders made, but they still were able to do what they had to do to get a victory. So the defense played good enough. You know, they, they made life difficult on the Colts to score. I mean, the Colts still scored 20 points, but uh, it wasn't like it was easy. You know, they had to earn every single point that they scored out there. So the defense did a good job. Special teams obviously did a good job in the return game and the kicking game. So you just got to give props to the whole team. And then just the season in general, the season that the team has had, where they were, where they are now, what they have the opportunity to do. I mean, this team really gets a lot of props. So, uh, yeah, they get the ultimate game ball is the whole stinking team, coaching staff and all as far as I'm concerned. So uh, what do you think? Who gets a game ball? What are your thoughts on the game? 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts are coming up next after I tell you about an app that you have to have. Anyone who buys gas needs to know about, and it's called GetUpside. All listeners of the Lockdown Raiders podcast are making up to $0.25 cents 
for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. So don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making a whole lot, as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. GetUpside. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Tyler from Oakland, brand new caller. He's calling in right after the win, and he is very pumped up for multiple reasons. Here he is, Tyler from Oakland. Q, my name is Tyler. I am a diehard Raider fan from Oakland, California. This is the first time I'm calling in. I am so freaking pumped up after that huge win against the Colts. I'm just going to say I'm so excited. I bought the tickets to go to the Charger game months ago. I'm going with, like, four of my best pals. I wanted this game to be meaningful. It's going to be meaningful. We can finally go back to the playoffs. I am so freaking pumped. Uh, I just want to say I love the podcast. I listen to it every day in the morning. You're the man. Cannot wait for next week. Let's freaking go Raider Nation, baby. There he goes. Quick call right there from Tyler. Thank you so much for the call, my man. Appreciate you. Welcome to the show. And, yeah, man, you should be pumped up. You know, the position that the Raiders have put themselves in is special. I mean, it really is. What they've done with these last three games, with this three-game winning streak, has been special. It really has. And that's why I just I keep saying it just because it almost feels like it's unreal. You know, but, hey, they, they're almost there. They got three in a row. They got a win on Sunday night, and boom, they're in. Just like that. So uh, enjoy the game. Uh, it should be a lot of fun, and the atmosphere is going to be exciting. And if you have an opportunity to, to come to the Coors Light Landing, uh, I'll be doing my uh, pregame pregame show, uh, what, three hours before the, the game actually kicks off. So it'll be me for an hour, and then it'll be JT and Eric Allen for two hours leading up to the game. But uh, we'll be at the Coors Light Landing right there by the torch, the Al Davis torch. So come on by and say what's up, man. It'd be great to, great to meet you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Next, got a text from JJ, Raider 26. Hey, Q, great win. I can't stop thinking about what Tim Brown said about the season when Stacey Torren died. It took them half the season to feel normal again. The Ruggs tragedy happened after Game 7. Here we are nine weeks later, and this team is making us all proud. It's been about half the season, just like Tim mentioned. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that Derek Carr-led teams have only had one winning streak of more than three games. It was during the 2016 season. If they win next week, this four-game streak will be so much more impressive than what happened in 2016. J.J. Raider 26. And, yeah, thank you so much for that text. And I'll say this, man. Uh, this, If they make it into the playoffs, they're able to win next week. They're, this playoff run will be more impressive than what they did in 2016. I mean, it really will be. I mean, they had a lot of... Uh, balls bounced their way in 2016. You know, hey, you're never going to complain about getting lucky. Uh, but they had a lot of lucky opportunities happen for them. But this season, I mean, they have really grinded it out. You know, they really have. And they've beat some really tough teams on their way to nine wins like they are right now with an opportunity to win 10 and get into the playoffs. So I'm already more impressed with this season than I was with 2016, even though, you know, you never know what 2016 could have had or could have been if Derek Carr had been healthy and actually been able to play in the playoffs. Who knows what that could have been like. But, uh, man, I'm super impressed with what I've seen from this team. And, again, uh, I didn't think that they were going to have this opportunity. I didn't think they'd go on a three-game winning streak. I just didn't think it. 
But hey, here we are. And so I'm very, very happy to have been wrong. Thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Loyalty Raider from the 915. He's calling to talk about the win and summarizes the season and has a theme that he's going to roll with that you'll hear, you'll pick up on in this call. Here he is, Loyalty Raider from the 915. What up, Raider Nation? What up, Q? Hey, uh, it's your boy Loyalty from the 915. It's been a long time since I called. But, um, Calling about this win, you know, <laughs> it's really, it's really been one of them, them years, I guess. That being said, I, I want to say, I, I'm kind of feeling some type of way about Red Nation. I love y'all, but I kind of hate y'all. Y'all put your 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 numbers up, ten and at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the year, y'all said we were gonna go ten wins, right? But um, a lot of y'all fell off. A lot of y'all started doubting Vader Raider. We are here. We are where we said we would be. Regardless of how ugly it looks, we're still here. We got one more game. If we win, if we lose, we're here. We made it. <laughs> and this year sucked, like, horribly. <laughs> this this out-of-control sucked. But we're here. I got a request, Q. For the for the final week, can you play the full version of the Autumn Win for the rest of the this time leading up to the that final game? That's my request. Loyalty Raider, I'm out. There goes Loyalty Raider right there. The theme he was rolling with, we're here. We made it. Uh, yeah, man, the Raiders, they have everything right in front of them. I mentioned it multiple times. They have everything right in front of them. It wasn't pretty, but now they have an opportunity to get 10 wins in the playoffs. Uh, all they got to do is get a victory over the Chargers at their house on Sunday night, Sunday night football, the very last regular season game of 2021 season. Uh, that's going to be so exciting, and the atmosphere is going to be so electric. I cannot wait. But, uh, yeah, there it is. It's all, like you said, we're here. They made it. They made it to the finish line with a chance to – well, get into the dance. That's all you could ever ask for. Thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. Next up is a text from Rockford Raider. What's up, Q? Rockford Raider here. At the beginning of the season, I was hopeful for 10 or 11 wins, a playoff spot, and just the experience of preparing for a playoff game with all the young players. Then we had the Gruden, Ruggs, Arnett, and Madden aspects added to the season. Not a normal season by any means. The season, like any game the Raiders play, has been a roller coaster. After watching the other games this week, looking at other playoff teams, I believe the Raiders can hang with these other teams in the playoffs. One more win and we're in. What are your thoughts on the Raiders' chances if we beat the Chargers and make it to the dance? Uh, that's from Rockford Raider. Thank you so much for that text. And look, that's all you can ask for, right? You can ask for an opportunity to get into the dance, and then it's up to you what you do. I don't think that there's a team in the league that the Raiders cannot beat. I've said that multiple times. I think that they're good enough to beat any team, but they got to go out there and they got to execute. They got to play uh, their ball. They got to play really good ball, and they can't turn the ball over like they did. You know, you would like to get Darren Waller back. Hopefully, he comes back this week. We'll see. Uh, that's a big piece, but uh, I think that they have a puncher's chance with anyone. I don't think there's any team that you could look at in the league and say, oh, yeah, they just can't run with that team. Even the Chiefs, who they might have to play. And if they do, they just have to go out there and beat them. But you got to make it to the dance. So the first thing they've got to do is find a way to win Sunday night beating the Chargers at home. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up is a call from Big E in the 209. He's calling to talk about the win and talk about the season and the fact that the Raiders still have a chance. Here he is, Big E in the 209. What up, Q? This is Big E from the 209, man. I was just calling in after a really great win by the Raiders. Um, we played well. They played well, excuse me, in pretty much all phases of the game. Uh, my earlier call I had maybe like two, three weeks ago 
was if they can just finish the season with some pride, you know, just, you know, put Raider Nation on their back. All Everything that happened, put it aside, just, just finish well. And they're doing more than that. I mean, with all the adversity they faced this season and they're pushing through and just playing meaningful games late. I mean, when's the last time we were playing meaningful games late? It's just, it's exciting right now. You have the Chargers coming up, which is pretty much a must-win. I mean, obviously there's a scenario if, you know, I think it's the Colts and the Dolphins, or excuse me, Colts and the New England Patriots lose again, but we don't want that. Win and get in is all it's about, man. So I just wanted to talk about that. I mean, everybody's really excited over here. We were watching the game. Everybody's up, excited about the Raiders. And, I mean, it's been a while, man. So just wanted to say that. Shout out to Raider Nation. I, they were, they were, they were even in attendance in Indianapolis, and it was just, it was just nice to see. And and Carr, everybody, everybody just pulled through. It's just nice to see. I'm really excited about the game. I, don't even, I can't even put it all into words. For sure, game balls. I don't even couldn't even give you a specific person to give game ball to. Give game balls to everybody. It was a good game. They made a couple mistakes in there. Uh, Carr threw two picks. There's a couple things, a couple mistakes. Some things have been cleaned up, but to be honest. If we didn't give gift them that touchdown with that miscommunication between Merrig and uh Casey Hayward right there in the end zone to T. I. Hilton, we'd have been talking about an even more dominant win. So I'm glad we won. Shout out Raider Nation again. Raider Nation baby, let's go. There he goes, Big E in the two oh nine, and it was definitely a complete team win, something the team should be very proud of. Simple as that. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They should definitely be proud to go on the road and uh, to beat a very tough Indianapolis Colts team that, uh, you know, has their own plans to make a deep playoff run. And uh, they went and knocked them off. So that was a big win. And getting a game that they had to have and put themselves in the position that they're in for this upcoming game now, this upcoming week against the Chargers, is huge. So, yeah, big ups to the team for being able to do that. Thank you so much for that call. Next up is a text from Raider Eddie. Hey, Q. Alex Leatherwood hasn't earned a starting guard spot this year. He's been one of the lowest-ranked guards in the league by pro football focus and is one of the most penalized players in the league. He has many drive-killing third or fourth and short false starts, several in the red zone. Even in recent games with improved run blocking, he's been ranked very poorly in pass pro by pro football focus. He nearly cost us the game on Sunday because of a third and short false start where we really needed a touchdown. He can't just be handed a starting guard spot next year, right? Why hasn't he been benched this year so he can sit and get his head on straight? That's from Raider Eddie. Thank you so much for that text, my man. I do appreciate you. And yeah, Alex Leatherwood has been a big mystery all season, right? Started out at tackle, then moved inside the guard because that wasn't working out. And I've actually heard that they're planning on trying to give him another shot at tackle in the offseason, you know, try to get him uh, back in and get him acclimated to being a tackle in the NFL. I don't I don't think that that's going to work. I think that he's going to be a guard. Uh, and you're right. You know, he should probably have to fight for his job. But I really don't think that the Raiders have any quality depth behind him right now or he probably would be on the bench. As far as the camp battle that he may have next year. Yeah, I mean, he could possibly have that next year. I think the whole uh, right side of that offensive line still needs to be worked on. I don't think Brandon Parker is a long-term solution at the right tackle position. So that's something that the Raiders got to work on in the offseason. Right now, they don't have time for that. They got to worry about one thing, and that's the Chargers. That's all they can do. I mean, yes, you just have to live with the growing pains of Alex Leatherwood, at least for now. And then maybe in the offseason, they can get to work. Maybe he can do some things behind the scenes. I don't know. He's got to do something to improve, though, because he's obviously not showing the reason why he was the number 17 overall pick in the draft, right? No, not at all. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Alex Leatherwood, but that's to be determined in the offseason. Thank you for the text. I appreciate you. Uh, next up, got a call from Tory out of Sacramento. He's calling to talk about the close win and the statement that the Raiders are making. Here he is, Tory from Sacramento. Q, this is Tory from Sacramento again. Close games, man. They got they got to make you feel good when you win them. All right. I called last week. I told you how good it was to have the close games, man. 
say what you want about Carson Wentz not, you know, practicing or whatever. Listen, the Raiders made a big statement. I'm not saying we're a Super Bowl team, but if we get in the playoffs and win one playoff game, dude, like, this team has gone through so much adversity. Oh, my God, dude, it's great. Um, Have a good day, guys. You know, hopefully this gets on. Let's go. Come on, baby. There he goes. That's Tory from Sacramento. And just win, baby. That is the key. It doesn't matter how you do it. All that matters is that you did it. And the Raiders have done it three weeks in a row looking for four. <laughs> so that's that's the only thing that matters. Just win, baby. I don't care if it's by one or 100. You just got to find a way to win the game. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. That's all the time I got for today's show. Still got a text from Brent in Boston and a call from Jacob from Fresno. We'll get both of those on tomorrow's show uh, as well as yours, 707-654-4693. Uh, hopefully you had a great New Year's. I'm sure that the Raiders' victory on Sunday helped the New Year's be a little bit better. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. You remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. This week should be a fun week. There'll be a lot to talk about, a lot of storylines to talk about, and a lot of anticipation for Sunday night football Raiders Chargers Allegiant Stadium. Win and get in. Simple as that. So uh, we'll be back doing it again tomorrow, Raider Nation. So until then, stay safe, take care of your family, love on your family, and most importantly, as always, Just win, baby.